I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. My hair is insane. It looks great. I've been trying to fix it 30 times, but I can't see I can't see myself. It looks fine. It looks awesome. Let's start there. Let's start there. Your hair looks fantastic. But were we starting? Why okay. not? <laughs> Hi, Beth. Were you waiting on me and I was just fucking with my hair? No, no. I, I was actually waiting on, on Renee to get okay, off screen. Thank goodness. It's all good. I, I usually do. I realize I usually do like, welcome to. And it's like, I, I need to get away from that fucking morning radio mindset, you know? I know. Sometimes it's just like, I don't know. What are we all doing? Sometimes it's hard to know. There's no director. We've never had a director. We just no, exactly. all stood in front of a microphone and started talking. That's really it. It's like there are no rules to stand up, yet mm -hmm. we all adhere to the rules. Exactly. Which are what are the rules? Or 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 fucking podcasting. I just, I'm yes. just realizing. Like for those of you listening, this is uh, this might help with Matt Bronger. This is yes, and and I have my my good friend Beth Stelling on here, and we're gonna uh, do our thing. But we're gonna catch up <laughs> first. Because where are you in LA? Yeah, been okay. here for the longest time of my whole life. Yeah, you you typically live in New York, right? I go back and forth between everywhere, but I I mean I have I've had my place here now for two years. Okay. But there is no time, you know, time's adrift. Exactly. So, so you were you were in Chicago for about forty seven years. Yes, then, yes. Right. Then I graduated <laughs> from Chicago comedy. Just like me, I was there for about 69 years and then <laughs> came to LA, yeah. I mean, it still blows my mind that I was only in Chicago for, I think, six years. I was there for four. And that's wow. like such a small amount of time, but it felt so like small. time for me to move on and spend some time here. Uh, yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, I got, I got to the end of my 20s and was like, am I just always gonna be a waiter? Or is this <laughs> you know? And I mean, look, you can you can live and die a waiter. Nothing wrong with that. But it's like if, no. you, if, you, if there's one other thing you like more and you can somehow. Yeah, maybe, I think like, yes, exactly. It's like if you're a waiter and you've chosen a career path that's more like, I don't know, with stand up, there is. There is the small chance. I don't know. There's a smaller, like, I guess there's a chance of breaking free from it and making it your full time living. Whereas if you chose to be like a painter, that would be more difficult. Right. So maybe right. you are a lifetime waiter. Oh God! But you paint like, because you care about that. Yeah, those, those painters that do giant pieces that it, you're you're either making a giant mess, you know, <laughs> or or I would say in terms of the market, let's say yeah, in terms of the evil <laughs> capitalist market, you're either making a giant mess or it goes for seven million dollars, like something <laughs> there. There's like no in between. Like those huge. My friend, my friend Trish uh who my my wife grew up with uh when i met her she was living in brooklyn and working in an office in new york i think somewhere in manhattan where it was it was a big office desks you know everything that you like you'd walk like like the set of like um uh uh, uh what, what was that movie where like de niro came on board to help the young female business person because you needed an old man for some fucking reason i don't know yeah like one, my grandpa or no wait hold on no 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 it was a one with uh the woman who won the oscar for les mis who's just like uh wait she was she was Did in, she just hear me i go ah. my my kid makes that noise all the time she sounds like a baby dinosaur 
Uh, and anyway, anyway, it was a real office. It was giant and huge. And all they did was like once a year, they'd get someone to buy one of those paintings and they'd be set for the whole next year. Everyone would get salaries, everyone would get benefits. And I was like, talk about the lottery, man. But they're just like, we're so close. This really, really, really rich dude is thinking about buying, you know, this. And so, wow. and they were all, they were all giant pieces. They were all just these things that take up a wall that only billionaires have the size. Yeah. They, you know. They're like, well, I do want something to hang in my hangar, <laughs> my airport. <laughs> I live in it now. Is it weird yeah. to have art in your hangar? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's like what we live in now. We're like billionaires are making, like the pandemic has made them make even more money. Like, yes. even, like we were already at the point where it's just, we've never had a disparity of wealth like we've had before in our, in our, in our lives and culture. And then everyone gets sick. And then it was just like, does God my cousin, I know my cousin was posting about the French revolution and I was like, why does this feel close? Like, like the wealth disparity between kings and queens and the people who couldn't survive and weren't, weren't being given enough bread. And then yeah. he posted basically this cool thing about how one of the battles or events of the French Revolution was like the, all these women who stormed the, like, I don't even know, weapons area or wherever they would keep the weapons and they stole a bunch of them. Wow. And yeah. Anyway, I'm being very vague right now, but uh, no, but that's that's we live in the in the. It in just the felt era. like we're not far off from charging yeah. the castle, stealing yeah. the weapons, and taking some shit back. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're also in that Atlas Huxley uh, prison he described, where people love being there and just seal themselves in mentally and emotionally because that you give them. He basically described Facebook before it was Facebook, uh, like you know, so like. It's long as these people's minds remain enslaved, it won't kind of happen. And, you know, but I just, I don't know where you would, would what would you storm? Would you storm Facebook for the money? I don't know. I like know. They keep it there, you know, and right. they wouldn't be worth anything. So, you You're know. Right. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we, you and I are definitely the best people to figure out how to create the revolution, but we just got to get our notes straight. It starts here. <laughs> Everybody listen. Here's the plan. Get you know, your you field know. hockey sticks. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a vest. You you made me laugh very hard when you texted me about when I was I had to I had to move I had to move our, our recording because we my my wife and I drove across country. We drove three thousand miles with a baby. And I appreciate. <laughs> uh, I recommend that to everyone. Who gives a fuck? Nothing matters. Um, I I, cha I changed. Uh, I changed Rose in a, in the bar of a of a, a race car restaurant called Thunder Road somewhere in Nebraska, and it's dudes passing me, and he looks at my naked kid and goes, hey, "That's a rash," and I was like, "Thank you," you know, like get away from me. Nobody's like, look, I don't mean, it's weird. It's your kid, but I've got four of them. I'm just telling you that's a rash. I'm like, oh, we got cream in the car. Thanks, man. You know, and I went and took her out and put a little, and she was fine later, but it's like, just cause she's sitting in the seat, like for hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. So anyway, it sounds like I'm kidding. I kind of do recommend it. Fuck it. You know, but <laughs> I do recommend it. You, Whether you have to have the baby yourself or steal someone right. else's. Steal it, whatever. Get in the um, car now. Yeah. But you you text you texted me about doing a Q and A with 
what was it? Uh, it, it you told me a, a Q and A for because uh, you were promoting your special. Oh yeah. And and it was it was something because I remember I I'm did, about to look it up. What did I get? Yeah, you, you. I did. I did uh, something to promote my last one. It, it was. A, it was. A Ask me anything. And the oh. and the lady and the lady who ran it was like, just FYI, the first couple are going to be really awful. And they were all like, "Who the fuck are you? Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, just you know? so you know, the first. So I laughed out loud because you said you got the same thing from somebody. You were taking questions on some sort of TikTok or or <laughs> thing like Look, thing. I don't touch like TikTok. The thing that the people who use TikTok you know, this new thing, they, their users make fun of TikTok for being old, that whatever you were on. And someone said, you, you know, who are you? And you, you were like, you wrote in all caps, who are you, sir? <laughs> Which is his perfect response. I, it's like, I would love to come to your house, sir, and find out how you are the arbiter of a person who is a person. What does it, like that's their that's they're always it's like if you do Conan or something that's also always their their insult. Who is this? Who who who? It's like, dude, you can click on anyone in the discover section of Instagram. Click on them. It's like it'll be like Drew Marbles, and you click on it. They have like fourteen million followers, and you're like, yeah. I also am asking, who is this? Like, what? Who did like? There's so many people in the world. We all yeah. have access to all of them now. Yeah. The who used to maybe be an insult when there was four famous comics. Yes. But now yes. everyone is. And you yes. can just be famous for like farting yes. on your husband. So yeah, yes. who am I? Who the fuck are you? It's, who cares? it's so dead. It Celebrity is so fucking dead. And I think that's one of the be the best parts of getting old is when you hear about something you don't know who the fuck they are and you look <laughs> on instagram and you're like 15 million followers I know. and it's more of a delight than anything i'm just like wow i, I know. don't know who this is yes i don't care yeah. but wow yeah it's definitely like when you click on it and they have that many it's it, yeah it's not like a, oh man i wish i had that you're just like you're you're almost like you're saying in awe of it Yes. Like how, how did this happen? I mean, obviously not on my watch. No. I've never what, chosen this what for anyone. It's so silly. I just think too, it's like, like, why is it in every other genre, people understand that there's taste. Mm -hmm. Yet in stand-up comedy, they find the need to call it so hard that it's funny or not funny to them, or this is shit, or this is shit. It's like, yes. we don't like the same music. Like when someone is like, this fucking sucks, I'm like, I guarantee that right. you and I don't like the same music. Sure. Please yeah. don't like me. I do, it, it's like, of course I'm like, I've, I've, I feel like I've grown, I'm going on a bunch of different tangents right now, but like uh, someone came up to me after a show in Portland, and I love performing in Portland, and said they had just seen a comic recently there that they also liked. And they were like, but I like you better because like, you know, you're like more feminist because you're older and bitter. And I was like, <laughs> this is someone who like adores me saying this to me. So they're not trying to be nag me. They're not trying to like be mean. They're saying like, I'm here because I love you. And I like you because you're like, you know, older and bitter. And it's like, I guess that is what happens with time. I yeah. am that. Because mm -hmm. I'm so sick of this shit. And 
I honestly recently, like, yes, I've considered myself retired from comedy just because obviously what's going on, but also I feel very done with it because I'm just like, for a long time, like, yes, I'm a feminist. That doesn't mean I hate men, right? Yet it's always men that comment or criticize or feel the need to say something to me about my comedy. Like a special comes out and it's like, the, the commentary is not like, I liked it or I hate it. Or it's always like, well, you could have done those. It's like, you're, com- do you? Like, if you went and saw Dodgeball, do you go to Vince Vaughn and you're like, your reaction to this could have been better? It's like, it's done. Like, no, that was the movie. Like, you're not giving notes. You, you nailed it. Done. You nailed it. No, Beth, that's, that's it. Like, it's no, men don't have to ever change. We yeah, don't have like, to ever change. A dude can make a movie and we'd be like, you know, we could be like, it sucks. But bro, yeah. he made this much money, whatever. A yeah. woman, it's just, it, it just has to meet all this fucking criteria They're and it, that never yeah, goes like, away. I mean, that's privilege. People done, fucking, the, the dumbness of it is, like, I, what do you I, want me to do? Go back and change so, it? I wouldn't change it anyway. But like, yeah. why are you, I think it's because everything was, like, I have a similar joke just about, actually about a different topic on my special, but it's like, for a long time, media was made by men for men. Like, that's just a reality. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's, a, it's like sort of, um, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Residuals or um, a vestige of an older time where it's like mm-hmm. a king being like, I like it. I don't like it. I like it. It's like, everything's not for you, king. Like, right. the yeah. fact that you need to tell me you don't like it, like, it's not for you. Like, yeah. the fact that is gone. It's over. The yes. time where everything was made for you. And you get to say whether you like it or not. It's like, this is just maybe not for you. Mm-hmm. So don't say anything. I, I can count the amount of comedians or acts that I've seen that I'm like, that I genuinely are like, wow, that, that really makes, that really sucks so bad. I hate it. You know, whatever. But it's so fucking few. So much stuff. I just go, all right. It's not really my style, not really, or the style of what I enjoy, but fuck it. But I also, I, I don't know, there's, there's so much shit that I can just step back and, and I'm not fucking call, I'm as prejudiced as anybody from my own perspectives. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so much more rea- relaxing. And I've talked about this in the show a lot to just go, oh, it's not for me. Like, that's it. Or, that's or just, it. I always felt like funny or die. You're either funny or you, or you die. It's like, I'm going to go funny or go about my day. And yeah. not fucking, I'm never going to click die. I'm just going to go do something fun or yes. work. Or just like, why, why would I give a fuck? It, 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 like YouTube comments. I, 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 made, I made a video just joking in like, in like, um, in Palm Springs. I, I, Jonah told him about this fun editing software that you can put in your, you can make stuff on your phone. I was like, oh, cool. So I yeah. just make these bullshit little videos. And there, I, I bought some beer from the store. Like our friend gifted us before the baby came this house in Palm Springs. And, and for like a weekend, like an Airbnb, just they paid for it. And we're like, cool. So we went That's amazing. super pregnant. And we just kind of stayed in the house and cooked meals and stuff. And I got a couple beers and they're all local. And there's a, there's, there's a, uh, there's a beer called like, uh, called hot babe or something with like a, like a sex chick on it. And I was like, Oh, I'll make a hot babe commercial. 
And yeah. this guy is like holding it and he's like, takes a sip and he's like, that's one hot babe. And then he, and it's like a voiceover is like, like, fuck that chick over there. And the voiceover is like, oh, fuck this guy. And it just cuts right there. Cause like, oh, he didn't mean the beer at all. And he's gross. I had, yeah. I had to write this screed at the end of it about like, look, no matter what you want to tell people, that's just how men think. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe. But he said it out loud. Did you not get the joke? What the fuck? He, give, he, that, he told just, me how men think. I was yeah. just like, I feel like a female comedian. Finally. <laughs> like, like, that's the part. That's the one new benefit of Twitter is you can say only people who follow me can reply to this. Yes. The amount, I guess you just underestimate how many like people don't get it. Like yeah. I've tweeted things that were a joke and people say, well, this is not blah, 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 blah. It's just like, there's too many voices. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm a comic. So I, I feel like, yeah, I want to like, that's my job. But like, so I'm going to be, I guess, elitist about it. But it's like you, sometimes it's fun, of course, to hear from people or they'll add funny things, but there's just so many people who don't get it. Right. And you're just like, I guess I could try to explain, but I'm done. It's like, you think that in this instant gratification world, there would be less anxiety? Like, because you know, it's like an immediate this or that, but it's actually so much more. Yes. Because like, for example, you used to be able to call a friend's house and be like, are they there? And they say, no. And then you figure something else out. You wouldn't go, I wonder who they're with. I wonder where they are. I'm going to probably look at their Instagram, see where they are. Um, I got to find them. It's like, you just... (laughs) went up a different direction like you yes. self-soothed you figure out some, or hey is she home or bike over to the house knock 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 are they here they're not you didn't like bike around the city to find them right you just did your own thing it's just sort of like the you'd think that the knowing would be a sense of comfort or certainty and it That's only cool. adds to the not knowing yes and i feel like the people the people who can navigate these anxiety filled times are the people who have been the most oppressed because there's a reason why black Twitter is so much more funny than regular. (laughs) Like I didn't realize, uh, and I'm I'm saying this leading up to an example. I didn't realize that the term canceled came from this like video series where there was this very flamboyant, um, black gay character who is just, who is like, welcome to my house. Would you like some coffee? Of course you would. And he goes to the coffee machine and he's like, okay, the coffee machine is broken. Coffee is canceled. We're going to have water. <laughs> and, and that's the first, that was the first time you're saying where someone was like, and from then you extrapolate that to now where every other it's, there've been news programs when someone gets canceled and yeah. like, people go after someone on Twitter and just like, you're canceled, you're canceled. And it's like, it's so angry and stupid and shitty. And it came yeah. from a very funny throwaway joke by a black comedian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's like, and I feel that, that same thing with like female comedian because, because they had so much more, you know, you know, I feel just like, so I, I feel and that like goes, I... that goes for, that goes for anyone. That goes for, you know, e- even white men who had to go through a bunch of shit and of course, gay yeah. people, but it's just, I feel like the people who just don't recognize how good they have it are the ones who are making their lives a living hell by doing the version that we all remember. I remember that time where everyone had a joke about uh, uh, how, how porn is ruining us, how like, yeah. You know, yeah. like there was always, it was mostly men, but it was always just like, 
you know, I can't come anymore until I see without uh, like a ball bag. And my two, dad can two my lesbians penis. fucking, you know, a herd of sheep. I don't know why I whatever. just said that, but you. <laughs> yes. I just said did my dad we did. We both did our own version penis? of this. Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Um, anyway, yes. But you know, now that's now that's that's everything. With just yeah. you know, I don't I. It's, it's like, I think the it's, pandemic exacerbated it. I felt oh, like I, because, yeah. you know what? I just made the realization where it's like, I feel so bitter because I'm relegated to the social media aspects of comedy. Whereas before I would be like on the ground in the club with humans experiencing energy exchange. And instead I'm just experiencing watered down hack shit repeatedly on the internet. Yep. And I have always been so like precious about my work. Like, I'm not saying there's, there's shit I've done that I hate. I look back at my Comedy Central half hour and it makes me cringe. So, it's, oh, so I'm not mine. saying everything I, I so do much. is, I yeah. hate mine so much. It I hate came mine. out in 2009, I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it so much. Every time they post a clip, I'm like, please die. I hope that you guys yeah. fold and lose all access to this. My, mine's so, mine is, I hate, mine's so bad, you don't even see clips of it. it like clubs <laughs> don't use it, you know. <laughs> I'm glad it's like buried. It's, Thank and God. I, I hate mine. Patton hates his. Pretty much everybody hates their. their yeah, I, I feel like it's I don't know. actually rude when they post it. I'm <laughs> like, I'm so pissed. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, but, I gotta. You know, remember the, how they you'd get off stage and there'd be a person with a clipboard, be like, anything you wanted to leave out or leave in or take. You know, like I was like, ooh, take out this, this, and leave, and leave, and definitely leave in this. They left in those two things, took out the one I said to leave to leave in. It's like I fucking watched. I was like. Dude, like, why'd you even ask? Was that a prank? <laughs> like, she must have mixed it up in her head. But it was. Like, <laughs> we didn't even get that luxury. You know, it would all it would have taken for me was someone reminding me, like, "Hey, if you mess up, you can just retake the sentence." Like, no oh. one even said that to me. I just powered through weird little, you know, moments of me saying yes. a word differently, like that I've never said it that way before. Like, what? You know, and you're just sort of like, wait, what? I just said to like power through it. Anyway, the, whatever, I forget what I was saying, but I was just like, I am precious about what I put out, yet we're in an age of quantity over quality. And so that actually contributes to my bitterness. I'm such a bitter bitch. That's, bitter Betty over here. But that's, that's such a good point, because I always think about that in terms of the media, like the, you know, journalists, have it the worst because it's like you're either first or you're last like ricky bobby mm -hmm. like you got to break the story right away and you don't have time to fact check it and you're yeah. like oh wait, no this person didn't die of aids this person did. you know like it's just like no you got to check your fucking shit yes like, i'm probably uh doing the same thing i've always done where i'm crippled by indecision so i don't put enough out you know but i just also i i like having a life you know, oh my I, god, yeah. Like my, I'm over here my, just I like, like my, I like my I've, my new little family. I like yeah. friends and 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 it, it's like it's it, I mean I, I got offered a, a job like a, a a recurring role that I would have to fly back for and be there all week. And I'm like I just was like I didn't drive three thousand miles to fly all the way back to LA for this part this this part that you're paying me fucking scale. Yeah, and, like I appreciate it. Anytime someone gets an offer, I'm like, well, of course. Maybe. You know, I yeah, like, I know. I it's like hard to get over at the dance. after like, saying yes to everything for so long. Ooh, yeah, it's hard to it was turn flattering. anything down. 
it was flattering. It was nice, but it was like, I don't regret saying no. You know, good. It, I just, that's, got, it, that's a good feeling just to like know it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've loved watching you grow, like your career go on an amazing trajectory. Like you have that, that special. And by the way, if you haven't seen it to people out there, go see it. I love watching Beth. Thank uh, you. And I know wife, we've had some fun times together. Absolutely. And my wife, and I'm a, my wife is one of the like harshest critics of comedians I've ever known. Be, you know, she used to be my manager. She managed me and not like, Oh, that person sucks. But no. Just, yeah. Okay. You know, but she's always loved you. She's always That's loved nice. your stage persona. She's always loved how you deliver a joke and how you have, you know, unique perspective, which is of course for a comedian is, is fucking everything. You know, yeah. I, one thing in Chicago taught me that I'll never forget was a guy uh, uh, who I looked up to, who's very funny and stuff. We were at the back of the room and this guy on stage goes, um, he goes, Gatorade has a flavor, fierce lime. What's so fierce about a lime? And the guy next to me, the guy I looked up to went, yeah, that's what pisses you off. That's, that's <laughs> what And I was like, yeah, you just thought of that Joe. And it's like, that's not g genuine. And I'm not saying you can't be silly, but it's like, you know, you saying the thing about the, the, the tattoo of the guy's name and swinging from dick to dick. And oh, like, okay. that's a metaphor, but it's just like, you're still just going, oh, well, here's, here's my life as I know it. Here's- yeah. I know that's the thing I like I guess that's like all I've ever really known and so I think right now we're feeling that weird to, I feel the stoppage like the all I've really ever known is taking something from my life trying to make it funny and sharing it to make my friends laugh and then that turned into audiences you know so it's yeah. like I've always just felt like I was never the comic who's like constantly mining my life and like let's go to do this so we have material Matt you know like I never did that but I have always mined my life. And so I think it's like a weird like relief that I'm yeah. stopping. And it's also scary that it might go away, that the skill will go away, that I'll never be able to do it again. That, that I'll be, what everyone says is true, that it is such a scary thing we do. You know, when someone says that to you, you're like, no, it's not. But I'm like, it might become that for me by stopping. Sure. But I have just always been like a woman, you know, standing with a megaphone in my hand. And if you pinch my butt, everyone's, everyone's gonna hear the squeak. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> that's just been my whole life. So now yeah. I'm like kind of putting it down and being like, yeah. what do I do? No, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know where, I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I always say to never stop doing stand-up and I don't think I will, but it's like, I've definitely had over the last couple of years, you know, crises of confidence here and there where I'm just like, is this, do I just yes. on the road and it's kind of always this and like, not that I look at other people because I've seen a million people come and go and go high and go low, but it's like, you're, you're, you're kind of reach a point where you're, you, you, you kind of fall out of love with it a little bit, you know, but at the same time, a little bit at the same time, I'm just like, I really treasure silliness. I really treasure collecting people's jokes in my head and just saying yeah. in my mind and being like, Oh, that's so fun. And being a part of that scene and having those jokes that other people collect that I've said, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see that getting old. And it's just like, but at the same time, I'll leave it until it comes back. You know, yeah, I, I, I think I just like, this is my stuff. first like actual step away though. You but, know, yeah. like it's just been 13 years. Great. Straight. Great. Yeah. Now, before we get the first call, do you get asked for advice? yeah i mean i guess from friends and stuff yeah mm -hmm. 
But okay. I don't know. I think lately, I don't know. I feel like I'm always the friend who's calling to like talk something out. <laughs> Fuck, that's an everybody. That's a, I have so many comedian friends on the show and that's what they almost all of them say. The only, the only differential I think was Aparna who's like, she's like, yeah, but I just feel like they know I'm too nice and won't be too like critical. <laughs> People are just like, do you think I was an asshole that time? And Aparna's like, yeah, no, you were fine. You, know? you were okay, yeah. You were great. I think okay, I am so, the one who's always calling my friend and being like, does this person hate me? You know. <laughs> Do you think I did something wrong? That's all of us. That's all of us. So none of these calls have been listened to by me. I, I okay. don't know what, I The don't first know. one's just like, die, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we it's shall see. Shit. Oh, Renee listens to him. I'm sure we get some. Oh, good. Ones. I never really Thanks, hear Renee. Him, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's roll the first call, Renee. Thanks, man. Hey, Matt and Beth, one assumes. This is Aaron Cahill. Here's my problem. Um, I had a less than positive interaction with my neighbor. She said I was a terrible father and then within 10 minutes gave my son a large toy golden retriever. I don't know what to do with it. Kid loved it at first. Now he's kind of indifferent with it. He just sits in the room and reminds me of how potentially bad a father I am. So that's my problem. Um, I don't think you need contact information, but if you do, Beth has it. Again, Aaron Cahill. That's a lot. Bye. Oh my gosh. I love Aaron. Okay. Well, is Aaron a comic? Yeah. Well, he is a, like, he produces this very fun show in Chicago, like, that I did over Zoom. Oh, okay. But okay. he's been in this, I think, gosh, now I'm trying to remember how we met. I guess the storytelling world. Okay. In His Chicago. Name familiar, but I don't know if I actually uh, know, know him. Yeah. He's like, he's, He's, I, I met him, yeah, I'm trying to think if it was, I think it was the mall. I feel bad now, I'm like, I can't pinpoint. Yeah, we've known each other for years. Okay. Like, but it was our Chicago days, and I think it was the storytelling world of Chicago. Why do you think this person, this See, that's was, the thing, that's what he left out. Like, did he, did she see him, yeah, like, leave the kid in the car for a while? Everybody does. I've, I've had, I asked for specificity so much on this show. <laughs> Aaron! But it's like, okay. I mean, it's, it's like, they might, you might just be snow blind, you know, to yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wonder what she saw. Yeah. Like, you know, did he, did he whap the kid? Did he leave the kid? Or did he wet ass go see the kid? I mean, whap as in, you know what I mean? Did he smack it? Um, did he leave it in the car while he ran into the groceries? Mm. Was he on his phone in the front yard with his kid? I How do you get called? I don't care how bad a father he is i do but if you he's not call, i doubt you call you know you call social services yeah uh, and it, you can and you can even tell him it, you know that's fucking horrible you can please don't but do not ever give my kid a fucking dog are you out of your mind <laughs> if i don't have a dog and you give my kid a dog i'll kill you i will murder you with my hands <laughs> I will take. Wait, hold on. He says, "I will take it dog. and just I'll take it and just nod." Uh huh. He didn't he say a real dog? Oh no, I think it's stuffed. I thought he meant toy like a small dog. Oh. Oh God, you're absolutely <laughs> like a toy right. poodle. Okay, okay. okay. I the thought dog, it was. So that would be insane. totally insane if she gave it a, a live animal. That's like here's here's okay. an Aaron. I'm you know what I mean? I'm just, I feel my body relaxing right now. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, it, basically, like, here's, here's a cute responsibility. 
<laughs> That's the weirdest gift ever. Okay, I think it was a stuffed dog because he said now it just sits there and reminds me of being. Okay. Because, look, yeah, I'm so confused. But I would say I'm confused how she went from the fa bad father thing to, was it in jest or because he doesn't spoil the kid? But to go from saying you're a bad father to giving it a gift, the kid a gift, yeah. like to make that better or something, yeah, I would say that's crazy behavior. How, do, how does a 10 minute conversation start with you're a bad right. father? There's still 10 minutes. We're still talking. Okay, but, I've all, but see, here's the thing. I, I would normally say that doesn't make any sense. Right. But my landlord is like that, is psychotic. Like one time came in, like, it doesn't even matter. But uh, essentially I realized my window was painted open, it, like on my back door. And if for, for like a year, I would say like, I just can hear so much. And I never, this is on me. She had put a curtain up and I never lifted the curtain on the door to see. Wow, wow. <laughs> but the point is, I essentially texted her like, oh my God, I figured it out. And when she came in to like look at it, it's like an old door, old building. It was just like a, just like an insane voice intensity. She's like George Costanza's mom, like, uh -huh. and it was like, I just wish we could keep the old door. It's such a shame and blah, blah, blah. And you're always complaining. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, and we read in the garage because you like, Bleh. and then I actually was like, uh, who knows? I started crying because she was yelling at me. And yeah. she was like, you need to get help. Like she yelled at me. Wow. And then moments later, after I was like, do you, why are you treating me this way? Yeah. Like, why do you hate me? Do you want me to leave? And then she's like, you're so clean. You always pay your rent on time. You're a mensch. No hard feelings. And then like left. Yeah. It's so, just like for, so to go from like, you're a horrible father to giving a toy that would normally not make sense to me, but I had someone yell in my face to get help and then go, no hot feelings. And then leave and tell me I was a pinch. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's people I, are, I guess I'm kind of more, cause I have dealt with my share of, of people on the edge for sure. People like that, people that were like, just set me a rolling on my heels and like, I don't know what to say to you. And then they're all of a sudden they're nice. And you're like, this is Stockholm syndrome yeah. shit. Like, yeah get out of me but my thing is more on him where it was is like if you just go you know you're a terrible father and another thing i feel like that's when i'm turning like that's yeah. when i'm going to my house so i'm just like well i guess we're done here right you know? but yeah. this, the, the neighbor aspect is upsetting yeah. like that's something you don't consider when you're buying a home i mean you do consider it but in some ways it's out of your control yeah exactly if you want exactly. the home but so, you're stuck next to that person I would say to him, my, my thing would be like, don't internalize it. You have your own demons. Don't let her throw more on you. Yeah. If the kid loves the dog. Uh, the, 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 well, he said he's indifferent to it now. I would just, I would just put it away in a closet sure. for a week. Yes. And then when it forgets about it, then throw it away. Great. Or maybe burn it in the backyard for like your own healing. Yeah. yeah. And within sight of her house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's Aaron, I, I hope that helps you, man. And just, just, you're not a bad father. Don't, don't take, this person is fucking, no. you know, to call someone a, a your bad father and then here's a gift from me because I'm a good person, fuck off. Yeah. Like, he didn't hit his kid, that neighbor hit theirs at some point. And the person grew up and was like, I had therapy and I had this memory that I've buried forever. You punched me in the mouth when you were hammered off Mickey's malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, something like, and the birds, me in the mouth. They, are, they feel so terrible. They're just like watching every other parent be like, mm, that's when they fucked up, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's, so, it's so strong. I couldn't imagine, you know, I know. I, mean, I could see someone backhand their kid at a CBS and I'd be like, hey, and be like, whoa. or just like, whoa, are you okay? I mean, like, or yeah, stop. Oh, whoa. I wouldn't go, you're a bad parent. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so I strong. I, I also like whatever we don't need to get into a whole hitting your kid thing but i just feel like it, that's it's almost down to like someone's i guess i don't know I mean, that's a whole nother topic maybe we shouldn't get into sure, but sure. like obviously don't that, beat your kids but some people are raised that way and then do that like spank yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's yeah i i i i, would, I don't think I, it's I, good i got spanked but yeah. i'm not gonna spank my kid you know? Yeah. It feels weird. It feels like maybe not the best tactic. It, the size difference is just insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you hire another baby to smack your baby. Oh. See, and that's emotionally hard. A fair fight. That just kills him. Okay. So I hope that helps you, Aaron. You're not a bad father. Renee, roll the second call. Hello, Matt and Beth. My name is Rob. I work for a company making silly robots. Uh, we're about to become a bigger company. And at the beginning of the pandemic, my wife uh, was just finishing up her degree. And within the same week of her graduating, she got laid off. So uh, I'll probably be making more money next week or not have a job. We'll find out but I want her to get a job. How do I convince her to do that? Bye. I thought this was going to go so differently. I thought he was going to say, because he was like, I work for this, he makes robots and they're expanding. Silly robots. Silly robots, they're expanding. She lost her job. I thought he was going to say, should I hire my wife at the silly robot factory? Oh my God. I thought we were going to write a sitcom together, you and me. but he's just saying she needs to get a job. I think the sentence could just be as simple as, hi, let's talk. I'm having anxiety about getting laid off because we're expanding, if I'm understanding that correctly. And would you be interested in, or would you be open to getting a work to, to, getting a job to ease that? I mean, not even, he said he's making more money. He didn't say he's making double his salary, you know? And I think think it more, it's more just, not, not, you know, when, you know, when Fox News calls uh, white people who hate people of color economic anxiety, I mean the real economic anxiety. I mean, actual people worrying about losing their jobs. Um, I, yeah, it's just economic anxiety that everyone has right now. Everyone, no matter yeah. how well they're doing, with the exception of maybe billionaires, is like, am I going to be homeless next year? Right, you know, right, because that's so uncertain. It, it, you know, I think, I think maybe he's worried about this person going, oh, cool, I'm just a student full-time because you're making all the dough. And right. I think, like, no, now's the time we have to save money. And I think that's all you have to say, man. Say, like, I can, I'm not giving you a time frame uh, of when you have to get a job or we're done, blah, 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 but please try because I'm scared and I think it's okay to be scared right now. You know? Yeah. And I feel like everybody is. Yeah. So. But it sounded like she's done now with her degree. 
and she got laid off. Oh, she's done. That's right. She's right. Okay, great. Well, then she's got more ammo. Yeah. So maybe even saying like, even if you can't find something in your field, would you, could you consider like getting a job and I'll help you? Yeah, that's exactly right. As long as he's not, he's not like, just, you know, Yeah. work the fryer in an Arby's, please. Yeah. You know, get at anything. She's like, I'm 54. I don't work at a testing site for COVID. <clears throat> oh, God. That'll work. Cause that's what's happening. Sure. Oh my God. Like I mean, you have to think about what's in demand and that's in demand. That is in demand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but don't, you know, so. I mean, don't yeah. get it. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like we need people to work those. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. First responders are always in demand. Yeah. Go back to nursing school. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, what do we need right now? It's, uh, it makes, it, uh, back to what I said about people leaving things out, it makes me wonder about the nature of the relationship. That is he just, is, yeah. is she just like the laziest? Like, yeah. She, like, did she get laid off? Like, I immediately imagine it was like, oh, they're, her, the business went, they went out of business. And she right. But she, she's like, she's like showing up in like dirty clothes and shit. Yeah, and he like, was like, she was trying to get laid off and succeeded. She'd go in hungover on purpose and shit, <laughs> brush her teeth and stuff. And like, <laughs> he's just, he's walking on eggshells because she's just like, done and done. Because <laughs> yeah. they went out to the bar like two weeks before and he was like, good news. We're expanding. I'm making more money. She's like, oh. <laughs> she's she like I'm going to totally let go. She just fucking depth charged her whole thing. Just walked in and pissed on the floor. Yeah, so he's like, so basically he'll say, I'm making more money, but not enough to, for you to not work. Mm -hmm. Or he could also just make up a giant lie about having extensive gambling debts. <laughs> he's like, I went on, he went, I went on gap.com. I bought too many pants, all final sale. I need you to get a job. <laughs> I bought so many pairs of pants. <laughs> I'm a shopaholic. Help. Help. I do. I Do you think about that sometimes where like, you're like, yeah, I'm head above water. At, at least I don't bet on the ponies. Or like, yes. at, least, at least I'm not that person that like. Oh, I have friends that bet on sports and ruin their lives with it. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God I don't have that urge. No. Yeah. Or, I've or, never been a gambler because I don't know. I, I know poor people can be like, you can be poor and be a gambler. Right. Um, and then you can be rich and be poor because you're a gambler. And right. you can be poor and then rich because you're a gambler. But so I guess I get the appeal, but because I was never rich, I've ne I always look at gambling, like truly taking your money yeah. and taking a huge dump on it and flushing it down the toilet. I, I never grew up in that culture. I get no joy from it. I, I do love playing crafts with my wife because she's good at it and she understands it. And we always go, all right, we got $400 to spend. That's it. Yeah. And we never, you know, really, really, really rarely do we ever go, eh, let's do one more hundred, you know, if they, it's yeah. only, only in Vegas. Uh, and it's, it's my wife, like, look, she gets so much joy out of it. I love just betting how she bets or doing yeah. that, that table, but like never shit with, that takes actual, like, like poker where you're sitting there a long time or like or blackjack where you you you, you win by inches after inches it's like fuck i don't i would rather just go I, yeah 
or I'm just not a risk. concert. I'm not risky with money. No, I'm not either. For a while, I did uh, put almost everything on this one credit card just to get get like miles. Yeah. But I wouldn't check my balance. I just in my head be like, I know what it is, and it'd be like five times what I thought it was. I'd be like, <laughs> that that so that's but that was just me. That would that's just laziness. That's did you not get. Did they start? Do you get a lot of interest racked up? I did, and I mean, it paid it off, but like it was just like don't do that anymore yeah no, don't it's bad it so. is bad okay let's uh, we got time for one more call uh and roll the third renee oh shit hi mr ronger um my name is connor and my problem is this i'm in the process of converting to judaism Yet, I cannot make my dad understand the concept of converting to Judaism. I don't know if that's because he had a stroke or because he's from Texas, but I am curious on how to find out how to make him understand this concept. Anyway, thank you and have a great day. That's the wow. new game. That's the new game show. Stroke or from Texas? Or from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess like all he needs to bring him are like what what could he bring him to make him understand? I mean, I think the, if his dad's from Texas, his dad is probably raised in the Christian faith. Yeah. And so you just it's it's just Old Testament. It's the same God. It's the Ten Commandments. They're from the Old Testament. It's Moses. You know, it's very simple. And just to say that's it's a part of. He, I'm sure he's converting for uh, someone he's marrying. That's what I would imagine. That's usually why you do. Yeah. Very rarely do people do a Sammy Davis Jr. and read all about it and go, "That's for me," you know, of any religion. <laughs> or he just needs to bring some hamatoshin. Hum what are the cookies? Just bring your dad some hamatoshin. Oh, what are those cookies called? You just smoked fish, latkes. There's so much <laughs> just stuff. Bring him some culturally oh, yeah. Jewish dishes and say yeah. this is why. And I would say bring him, bring him bring him to to temple. Bring him to temple and and let him learn. It's like you don't. I'm, I'm sure there are Orthodox temples that you'd go to and they wouldn't let you in. But like more often than not, it's like church. It's like yeah, fucking have a seat. Come hang with us. Learn about it. Know what it so is. This week, yeah. So he missed his he missed his bar mitzvah, but that yeah. would sway. I would sway him. I would sway. I wouldn't make him understand. Take him to yeah. Seder. Come, yeah. One Seder, Seder and he's probably going to be in himself. Yeah, probably. You know? The Jewish culture is um, awesome. Yeah. I would consider, if I were committed to, I'm, I don't have the desire at this moment in time, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Because I yeah. just don't feel religious at the moment. Like, I'm not necessarily. I couldn't, I couldn't be orthodox. But otherwise, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a I love the Jewish culture. I mean, I guess I can just enjoy it without having to convert. <laughs> well, and yeah, and even, even just the faith of Judaism is pretty, is, is, is pretty solid and like yeah. it's very, it's very adaptable to a lot of, there's, there's a lot of wisdom in the Talmud, you know? Yeah, I, I do like, um, I, I guess they wouldn't call it sermons, but I, I, I find that rabbis, when they mm -hmm. speak or anytime I've been to a service like that, yeah. or read a book by a rabbi or spoken to a rabbi. I don't know. I've found probably more comfort 
than pastors yeah. I've spoken with. But I mean, it's not like to, I don't mean to pit them against each other. I just mean I grew up a certain way. And no, look, I will say this: like I grew up Catholic, and it's extremely judgmental in a lot of ways. You know, on the main, my parents' church is very progressive, but that's so fucking rare. Yeah. And my mom first visited me in LA. I think it was when she first visited me. She's like, can we just go to church? And I was like, okay, well, there's a Catholic church near me. And we went. And the dude's whole sermon about was like, was all about what they're not, which I've always gone by define yourself by what you love rather than and what you are rather than what you, you hate or yeah. what you hate. You know, like, like it, 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 it's like a tenant of like of, of AA where someone's like, yeah, I drink a lot, but not like Dave. It's like, right. You had nothing to do with Dave. Let him have his life. You know, you're not better than him. So this dude is just up there on the sermon going like, and he's talking Buddhism, but we're not Buddhists, are we? No, we we do not believe that. We don't believe. And I was just like, well, what do you? Can you talk about yeah. rather than what you're against? Like, it made me go, man, I'm glad I'm going to go to fucking church. Fuck this church. Yeah. I, I've never, you know, I've never heard of a rabbi being like, we don't do that. And I'm sure that I'm sure someone's listening and being like, you haven't met this guy. Or, yeah. Know. But it's just, it just, it doesn't, it's, it's, it, it, those traditions have gone on for millennia for a reason, you know? Yeah. I don't sure. know. So, sorry, I, I feel been, like I just went off there. I didn't read this. No, I've been reading this book by a rabbi. How Suffering Transforms Us. Wow, I got to find that. I could use that right now. That's awesome. It's a good book. Well, Beth, it was so great to have you on the show. I miss you and I love you very much. I love you. Thanks for having me. Are you feeling okay these days? You seem like you're hanging in there. You seem like you're doing great. I'm better than I was probably at the beginning okay. of all of this. Um, and then my special coming out, I was forced to sort of emerge from my of course. cave. Gotta promote. Gotta promote. But um, yeah, we'll make it through all this. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you know. No, we will. We will. Yeah. I mean, it's like if we don't have hope, then what's, what's the fuck? Yeah. You know? I just, I think I won't return to stand up until I can have it what it was. Just like energy exchange and human yeah. connection is why I do it. Yes, exactly. Not behind plexiglass and masks. Exactly. And obviously, I'm pro mask and pro yeah. safety. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't want to do stand like that's why I don't want to do stand up. Right. And like, you know, I you know, when I did stand up, I loved touching people's bodies and faces. Yes. And strictly until, yeah, especially their slippery tongues. Just a creep where you're like, wait, I like no, French. I love French. We weren't allowed to do row. that before pandemic. <laughs> fuck. Um, my VIP seats are front row and it's because you get Frenched. <laughs> so until we can get back to that oh be like the person who's never heard of gallagher but they, they get sat in the front row and they don't have like a raincoat or something like, why does everyone <laughs> you're just going down the line <laughs> the splash zone well thank you so much for coming on beth of that was course awesome. everybody watch my special girl daddy on hbo girl man. daddy is awesome everybody watch it thank you Thanks for listening, everybody. If you need some advice and you don't care if the people giving it are completely unqualified, leave a message at 323-763-0228. It's always 323-763-0228, or as Beth Stelling pointed out, dadpod0228. Thanks.
This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.